Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salsadell, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. We have Mike Riddle with us today uh, for a second program. He is the president of CTI, an education specialist. That's the Creation Training Initiative out of Idaho. Mike, we were talking during the pre-production show of kind of your modus operandi. What do you do to go into a community? Well, one of the first things I do when I go to community is what we started here in Boise. And we call it a dinner and a briefing. Where it's, I go in and it's about a uh, 45 to 50 minute talk. It doesn't really get into a lot of the key issues right away. But uh, it's based on what we do in the United States Marine Corps before we send our troops to the battlefield to protect their lives. And that's what we're doing here. We're losing so many of our youth today to the world, and that's got to stop. So I call it a dinner and a briefing. We invite in pastors, church leaders for a this special message, and we feed them well, you know, a nice meal for them. But I give them that dinner and a briefing and start talking about things like the world is out-educating the church, and they really are. We're being out-educated on our own turf. But uh, we talk about here's the situation. Our mission is an easy mission. Well, I call it easy because I don't have to invent anything. It's called the Great Commission. We are to go out there and train others. The word disciple is in there. That's the verb there, to train others how to do this. Then, So then we talk about how to execute this. I have a thing called the Big Six, where we get into what our students really need to know to get to survive in this world today. So we talk about things like that. And that, and that gets people motivated, and they get excited, and then we use the local group there to start uh, working with with the teachers and other people. Or I, I, Sometimes I'll come back and do a Christian educator conference, a one-day course also. So we have a, that usually gets things started. Then we get into some of the other areas. Once they start getting into our courses, we start adding some meat to all of that. Because we have the dinner and a briefing, it gets people excited, but we've got to get down to the meat of this. What are our students getting bombarded with? And how can they survive this? And here's what I call the big six. First, they need to know the gospel, be able to share the gospel, and defend the gospel. They need to make sure they know what a biblical worldview is and, and follow that out. We find that a lot of Christians really don't have a biblical worldview today. Three, they need to know how to do critical thinking and analyze statements and challenges. Four, they need to know how to refute this whole idea of evolutionism. Five, they need to know how to respond to the claims of moral relativists such as there are no absolutes. And they need to know how to recognize and respond to biblical compromise. And we do all of this without having to be a rocket scientist. For example, uh, I have a talk called Four Power Questions, and one of those questions is, where did the matter come from to create this universe? So you don't have to be a heavy-duty scientist to, to refute that whole idea. Where did the universe come from? Well, the normal response is, well, the Big Bang. Well, wait a minute. That doesn't answer the question. You cannot have something go bang until you have something there that can go bang. 
And we know based on science and logic, the universe could not have created itself. Lawrence Krauss it yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Lawrence Krauss says that it did uh, in a universe from nothing. What do you say about that? Have you seen that? Uh, Yes, he gets a universe from nothing. Now I'm going to ask him, is there any observational science to support that? Because when we look at science and logic, first of all, for something to create itself, it has to have the power to act before it exists. Now when we say there's nothing there, that means no mass and no energy, which refutes any possibility of this quantum physics or quantum fluctuation, which requires energy. You can't have that. And then I would tell, tell I've read his information there. And he's just conjecturing. That's all he's doing. He's got nothing to stand on other than his his feelings there. Mike, and, I would assume that you're making the point to these people that when somebody gives an interjection like Terry just did, what they're doing is appealing to their supposed authority and not to good right. science data. And to not right. be dissuaded by that. You still can't exactly. get anything from nothing. No, you can't. And the universe can't always exist because there we have the second law of thermodynamics that says everything, everything's losing is available energy. So the evolutionists really don't have anything to stand on other than faith. And this is what I call going after foundations. Then we have another power question. How did life originate? Do you know, our, and I do this to sixth graders and they can understand it. Our best scientists in the world cannot even create one small biological protein. So we don't have to talk about DNA, RNA, and all these other term, terms you have in biology. Let's just talk about a biological protein. Our best scientists in the world can't produce that. So they're dead in the water there. Then we talk about where did the dinosaurs come from? Oh, we should never lose this dinosaur talk. It, it's an amazing thing that God's done for us there. Because we look at the dinosaurs, when I look at the, I've been to museums all over the world, you know what I see for dinosaurs? Dinosaurs. What I don't see in any museums is factual transitions leading up to the dinosaurs. Everyone they put on display already looks like a dinosaur. And then the amazing thing is what we're finding in dinosaurs today, in the bones and fossils. We're finding soft tissue, red blood cells, proteins, DNA now we believe, and carbon-14. That means they can't be millions of years old, that observable science is on our side, on the side of the Bible, and refutes the whole idea of long ages and evolutionism. So we get to these power questions. What we do is we go after the foundations. Then I even teach you a power question, just one question. And this is, I call it power question because it really is powerful. Show me any observational evidence for evolution that does not require me to use faith. What a question. Show me any observational evidence for evolution that does not require me to use faith. They cannot do that. Even their best argument, bacteria resistant to antibiotics, is not evolution at all. What they don't understand, what they're not teaching, it's a mutation that occurs that means the antibiotic never really gets into the system. We're going to explore that more in just a moment. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you'd like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we're talking with Mike Riddle with the Creation Training Initiative. And before the break, you were talking about this power question. What do you challenge anybody with? That show, okay, here's two things in that power question. We're demanding observational evidence and not faith. Well, where did the universe come from? Nobody 
originate. They can't do that. Uh, where did the dinosaurs come from? They can't show any observational evidence for that. What they have is faith and their own assumption. And their own interpretation of what they're looking at. That's right. They start with a worldview presuppositions. Uh, so when we demand the observable evidence, they really can't do it. And we try and tr train you on some of their tricks of the trade where they're trying. It's called the big bluff. So we try and train you on those things. How to get around the bluff. We give you enough information to recognize those things. You such as logical fallacies. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that they'll often quote uh, bacteria and the rapid variation within bacteria. What they do is extrapolate that to molecules to man evolution. The problem is we've been having uh, bacteria vary, mutate, change, speciate, for as long as we've been looking at them, but they're still bacteria. Right. See, there's the question that challenged with. What did we start with? What did we end with? Same thing. Uh, Darwin's finches. What did we start with? Finches. What did we end with? Finches. Train students to think like that. Where is the evolution? What we started with is what we're ending with in every case. No one has ever observed one kind of creature to change into another kind of creature. No one's ever observed that. It occurs to me that a lot of what you're trying to do here follows Paul on the biblical format. You're trying to not have your people being on the defensive. You're trying to have them be on the offensive and ask people penetrating questions. That's right. That's where I like to be is, is on the offense. Uh, if, and unfortunately, Christians are generally on the defense, and we lose too often that way. We can turn this around with the good critical thinking skills and questioning techniques to see if the other side, the non-Christians, have hope for what they believe in. Now, there's no question whatsoever of the need for your ministry. It's my belief that we've already lost one generation to really unbelief and apostasy, and I'm afraid we're on the verge of losing a second consecutive generation to that. What are your thoughts on that? If we have. My generation has failed completely. I'm 69 years old, and uh, we have failed. doesn't mean we continue to fail. If the church will decide to do something about this, if the Christian universities will decide to do something about this, we can make a difference. If not, here's my attitude. If they're not going to do it, let's just do it ourselves. We have the people that can turn this around and start working with our youth, stop playing games, and get them seriously trained. And uh, I can even give my, if people want to know more about this, uh, they can email me on this if they're interested. Uh, I have an email called info, that's I-N-F-O, at creationtraining.org. Info at creationtraining.org. I'd love to hear from people because this gets exciting. This is what I like. I want to be on the battlefield, and we need to equip the youth to be on the battlefield because that's what they are when they're in the public schools unfortunately in too many of our Christian schools. We thank you for being a part of this ministry and, and we really thank you for doing something that is pushing Christianity forward, that's pushing the message forward and we thank you for that. Again, their website is creationtraining.org creationtraining.org Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective.
Fairfax. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.